Good morning and welcome to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marcia Nay, and I thank you for tuning in this morning. God has an awesome message for you. And today we're going to dive into a topic that deals with suffering and silence. God does not want his people to suffer. There is two types of sufferings. There is a suffering that God allows his people to go through where it brings glory to his name for the sake in the name of Christ, for following Christ. And then there's a suffering that comes when God has not been the Lord over our lives. There's a suffering that comes when sin is present. There's a suffering that comes when we're either living the way that we want to live. And then there's a suffering that comes for suffering for righteousness sake. But today I want to talk about the suffering that comes when something has entered your life and your soul has cried out to the Lord because you can't stomach it anymore the pain the rejection if you felt that the betrayal if you felt that or if you encountered those things this is what I'm talking about suffering in silence if you experience rape of any kind sometimes there's residue left over in your soul because you don't want to talk about it you don't want to bring it up because it does something within But the suffering in silence, I want you to go with me to the book of Exodus in chapter 3. Where we're going to see specifically how God's people were suffering in silence. Because of present sin. Because remember, God had chosen his people to be blessed among the nations. But God's people had become slaves to the Egyptians and King Pharaoh. And they were so tired of their oppressors, as the Bible says and mentions, that God had to come and intervene on their behalf. So today I want to bring that to your attention as well as mine, is that we no longer have to suffer in silence. Because we do serve a God who cares about his sheep. We we serve a mighty God who delights in his sheep. We serve a God who is willing to go to war against the enemy concerning his sheep. Israel was dear to God's heart and God loved his people. And in the midst of their suffering, I love how God is getting ready to bring somebody on the scene who does not feel capable of being called a God. And so if you're listening and you have found yourself in a season of drought, or you you may even be a murderer listening to this podcast, this is for you because God still has a plan for your life if you repent it. And surrender all things to the Lord and made him Lord over your life. God still wants to use all of the past things in your life up until 
you being in good standing with him for his glory. Because this is exactly why he's getting ready to call Moses to come forth. Because Moses had been set up by God since he was a baby in his mom's womb. And his mom released him to Pharaoh and his kingdom. And then as Moses in his adult life, Moses is on the run of the Egyptian people because he's committed a crime. He's committed murder. And he had to go and hide out. And some of you have been hiding out. And that has been your way of suffering in silence. And as you have been in silence, whether you know it or not, that's been God's way of elevating you on the mountain. That's been God's way of really speaking to your heart so that he can really establish a plan for you and establish you in that plan. And so Moses is getting ready to see something happen in the book of Exodus chapter 3, where Moses encountered the burning bush. And in this bush, the angels of the Lord appears to Moses in a flame of fire from within the bush. And when Moses sees this bush on fire, the Bible says it did not burn up, meaning it was not consumed. And as Moses is staring at this bush, the Lord begins to speak to Moses. And Moses says to the Lord in chapter 3 of verse 4 of Exodus, Here I am. And God tells Moses, Do not come any closer. God said, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. To those that are listening, and you have been suffering in silence for a long time. Maybe you have been suffering in an emotional silence. Maybe you have been suffering in a silence of depression. Maybe your silence have been like a slaughtered lamb. You have been suffering because you have experienced regret or rejection, disappointment, losses of many kind, betrayal. Maybe your suffering in silence has caused you to become isolated from others. But I want you to know today that God wants you to be reassured, to take off your sandals because the place where you're standing is holy ground and you don't have to suffer anymore because this is God's way of calling you and this is God's way of allowing you to know and understand that he has called you because he is the I am he is the God of Abraham and he wants to be your God he wants to come into your heart he wants to be a friend to you and as God begins to reveal himself to Moses face to face. Then God begins to speak. And when you have been suffering in silence as a child of God, and you haven't heard from your father, you can expect God to speak to you in that place of hurt, in that place of abandonment, in that place where you've experienced scars and hurts that no one knows about but you and God. 
or perhaps your enemies, or per- perhaps those who plotted evil against you. But God says to you today, I can turn those things around and I can use it for my glory. Because all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And I want you to know that God loves you in spite of your circumstances, in in spite of your failures, your disappointments. Because now God is getting ready to plead his case to you by revealing his plan, just as he did to Moses. So as we're turning to to the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 7 today, I want you to hear me clearly what God is saying in his word. Not to just Moses, but these same words God is speaking to you. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. Egypt was the place where God's people were under such harsh labor for their taskmasters, which was the Egyptians and Pharaoh, because he was a king over God's people. But God, being the king of kings, has sent forth a message to Moses, stating, I have heard them crying out. God hears you. He says, I have heard you crying out because of their slaves, drivers. And some of you have slaves, drivers. And your slave drivers could be anything other than God. It could be alcohol. It could be that thing that drives you when God says, I want to be your God. It could be your job. It can be things that you have put before the Lord. It could be trying to be a people's pleaser instead of a God pleaser. It can be your kids that have been driving you. It could be anything that has become an idol and made your life like a taskmaster. It could be your boss that has been the driving force in your life, your slave master. But God was telling Moses that he says, because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering, these are the things that cause you to suffer If you are in a domestic relationship, it could be the person who has deliberately, constantly put their hands on you and you have refused to seek help. But God is speaking to you today saying, I've come down to rescue you. God tells Moses in chapter 8, I'm sorry, in verse 8 of chapter 3 of Exodus, he says, so I've come down to rescue them from their hands. From the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good spacious land. God wanted to rescue his people from the hand of their enemies. And I want to say that again. God has come to rescue you out of the hand of your enemies. And God sent forth Moses to do God wants to redeem you God wants to clothe you and feed you and it is in his lawful plan 
that he bring you out as he did with the Israelites. He had a plan to bring them out the land in a good, good and spacious land. And this was not any ordinary land. But what made this land so amazing is that God said in his promise that it was going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. A land that supplied everything that God's people needed. It was a land that was created in abundance, the wealth of riches. And so God has a land for you. God has a promised land for you. God has an inheritance for you. It's a part of your inheritance. And it's a part of your home. And in verse 9, we see that this cry that God's people have experienced, it has reached the Father. Verse 9 says, And now the cry of the Israel has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. I want you to take note of that, that God sees the way that your enemies are oppressing you. God sees the way how your enemies has oppressed you. God sees the way how your enemies have mistreated you. God sees the way and God will do something about this spirit of oppression in your life just as just as he did in the life of the Egyptians. God put his glory on display because they were mistreating his people. In verse 10, God reminds Moses, he says, So now I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Get ready. Get ready to see God's power and glory thrive in your life. Get ready to see your enemies stand back and watch as God begins to part the Red Seas in your life. As God begins to open up things that you didn't even think he would open up because he's chosen you. And God wants to deliver you out of whatever situation you're in with a promise. Not with a promise of your own, not with a false promise from a false prophet or of man, but a promise of God. You may not feel like you're the one that God is going to use to bring your family, your bloodline out of captivity. But God is saying, whatever you did or whatever you done, I still choose you. You are my chosen vessel. God has chosen you just as he chose Moses, who was a murderer. God has chosen you out of millions of people. God has chosen you despite your behavior, despite your mishaps, despite your circumstances, despite what people have said about you, despite what people have said against you. Despite what the enemy has conspired to do or plot against you, God says, I have still chosen you. Even in the midst of your hardship, 
even in the midst of your broken spirit. And one thing that we know that God does is that he gives his people hope and encouragement to let them know that he's there, that he's a present help in the time of need. God used Moses to speak to his people. Though Moses did not feel qualified to go and to set God's people free from their bondage, Moses responds to God by saying in verse 11, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God says to Moses, It is settled. And the reason why he says this is because he says in verse 12, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you, he says, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. I want you to mark that. Because God is saying to you today with promise is that when you have brought your family out of their bondage, you will worship me on the mountaintop. And not only will you worship me, but because of it, your entire family will see the salvation of the Lord. I don't care how long it takes. God wants to see your suffering cease because of who he is. He is God. And he loves you. And he has a plan and a purpose for you. And when you really put God first in your life on a pedestal, when you glorify him, when you seek to please him more than anything or anyone else, God will do just what he said. And your suffering will not be in silence. But your suffering will be a proclamation to those who don't believe that God is who he says he is. Your, your suffering will turn into a testimony of praise overnight. Your suffering will begin to break the chains of bondage in your life. That's what happens when God is glorified, when God is worshiped more than anything, when God is exalted, when God has beheaded the enemies, the heads of the enemies have of those who have oppressed you, who have called you to be their slaves instead of a bond slave unto the Lord. You are a bond servant of God. And God does not want you to suffer. God was concerned about the suffering of his people so much that he sent Moses on the scene to deliver, to deliver them out. And so I encourage your heart today to know that you're in a new season where you do not have to suffer in silence. Whatever your silence is, because God has given you the power. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is, is alive and is at work within you. God has given you the power to speak life. God has given you the power to pray over your enemies. God has given you the power to believe him for the impossible. 
And I pray that this message has encouraged you to cry out to God because that's what he wants you to do. God wants you to seek him. God wants you to petition him. God wants you to rely upon him as as if your life depended on it. This was out of desperation. And when you don't know what to do, God will come to you in a, at your desperate hour, at your weakest hour. God will speak to you as he did to Moses. So may God bless you. Father, we close in prayer today, God. And Lord, we thank you, God, for the plans that you have for your people. God, we thank you, God, that it is in your will to deliver and to set your people free, God. Many of your people are so bound by religion. Many of your people, God, are bound, God, by works that are dead to you, God, because it's works to be seen. But Father God, we repent of trying to work to gain more. God, we don't labor because we want a reward from man. We labor because we want to please and honor you, God. Lord, we repent, God, for if we have become bound, God, to sin in any way, God, and we've accepted idols to come into our lives and be our gods except for you, God, we repent and we ask you, God, to deliver your people that you will become their gods and that they will become your people father god set on display for the nations to see god you are the same god yesterday today and forever you never change your words are true and god you are a god who cares lord we thank you for reminding us today in your word according to exodus chapter 3 that you care You cared about the fact that your people were in bondage, that they were suffering under the hand of their oppressors. Father, some people have been suffering for years and for generations. God, we thank you for breaking the chains, oh God. We thank you for moving by the power of your spirit. We thank you, God, for delivering your people and setting them free from addiction from strongholds oh god we thank you for healing god for healing people of many many kinds of disease oh god we thank you for giving your people a heart to serve you god more than anything a heart to seek you god a heart to please you and only you god god for your word says that you are looking for the true worshipers False worshipers worship men and other things and people. But the true worshipers you said you're looking for are those who will worship you and only you, God, in spirit and in truth. And so we seek you today, Father God. Lord, I thank you, God, that your people don't have to suffer anymore. God, we thank you, God, for sending Jesus Christ to be our Savior. Thank you, God, for giving us power to be able to take everything to our God in prayer, believing and trusting that Jesus would intervene for us. And God, that you as a father 
will fight our battles. God, you will deal with our enemies. You will deal with our oppressors, God. And God, we put it over in your hands. Lord, I ask for you to touch the heart of every person today, including myself, who have been suffering in silence. God, you know where their suffering is, and you know why they have suffered in silence. I ask for you to bring forth healing, deliverance, oh God. And God, that you would give them a mindset of Christ to know that they no longer have to suffer in silence. Because you are the father who owns cattle on a thousand hills, oh God. Everything in the kingdom belongs to you, God. And God, we rejoice. We rejoice in who you are. We rejoice, God, because we are your beloved children. And God, you feed your children. You clothe your children. You provide for your children. And I thank you, God, for hearing the cries of your people today and moving so that they will no longer have to suffer in silence. I want you to know that God loves you and God has a plan for you. I want you to hold on. Don't give up. Don't faint. Don't faint. Don't throw in a towel because your breakthrough is on its way. God bless you. And I thank you for tuning in today to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. And I pray that the Lord will continue to keep you in all things. Until next time, I pray that you will tune in again for another episode. God bless. See you soon.